Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's turn our eyes back to the college game where we do have a top 25 matchup, or at least for one side of the coin, uh, on tonight's slate. We have number 13 Xavier visiting unranked Butler. Xavier laying six and a half points here. Total 145 and a half. Jenks, Xavier has been playing great basketball. Butler, on the other hand, has had some real problems on the offensive side of the ball, but this is six and a half points for a road team to lay. Where are you leaning? I actually like Xavier here, believe it or not. We've seen some money come in on the Musketeers, but once that number got up to, I think, seven and a half in some places, now we're seeing money coming on Butler. I just... I don't know if the Bulldogs can keep up with Xavier. Xavier has a number one offense in the Big East. They average almost 84 points per game. Their size allows them to shoot more than 50% from the field. Jack Nunji, Sule, boom. I think they give Butler fits. And the Bulldogs only two and four against the number in their last six games overall. Going against the money here, but I would lay it with Xavier. I think I'm looking at a total in this one. 145 mm-hmm. and a half because just off the jump, Kim Palm has this game as 78-72. If my math is correct, that is 150. When you have that big of a discrepancy on a total, I feel like it's worth a play or at least further examination. I think for me, it's all about the home road splits for Butler. Their home offense is way better than their offense overall, averaging 66 points overall. But at home, it goes all the way up to 69 points. And this is a great Xavier offense, no matter where you slice it. Even on the road, they're averaging 82 points per game. So it's not a team that really struggles on the road. Um, So I think for me, maybe I have a slight lean towards Butler. Eventually, they're going to shoot a little bit better. If you look at some of their shooting numbers in these games, They're shooting below 40% from the field uh, by a long ways. Uh, 34%, 32%, 37%, and 38% in all those games that they lost by considerable margins. So at some point, they're going to shoot a little bit better, one would think. So I'll go with the over here at 145 and a half. Jinx, do you believe when you see that big of a discrepancy on Kim Palm, which is a pretty good stat site for college basketball, that you should look further into you know a little discrepancy yes absolutely when i see and it's tough too because i don't look at computers necessarily first i try to do sort of an old school let me look at the matchups let me look at the trends okay now let me see what the computers say and i like to see if they are in line with what i see 
And if they're not, and if there's a huge discrepancy, sometimes that works to my advantage. I think, okay, I definitely like this play. Or if it's on the flip side and the computers are going way against what I've handicapped, then I'll take a second look and say, is there something I'm missing here? But when you see a discrepancy in the numbers, because really, Chelsea, the one thing, even though computers don't always get it right, they take away gut feeling, they take away emotion, they take away that subjectivity. And when you see a huge difference in the numbers, you, you, you're just compelled to take a look at it. You have to. Well, and also you are just looking for something to bite on. You know, it's not necessarily something you base your bet on. It's just, oh, I'm going to investigate this further and see if this lead is right. And it leads me to something. And if the trends and everything you research agree with that, that's when you play it. So that's what I'm kind of getting at there uh, on the over between Xavier and Butler. Let's go to Saturday's slate where we have West Virginia on the road at number five, Texas. Kim Palm has this game. Texas winning by four, a total of 152. So Jenks, Texas has been pretty solid at home this season. Do you like your Longhorns here? I do. And I have faded Texas. Texas is such a weird team. They're not great against the number, but it's an early start in Austin. I think that helps Marcus Carr and the boys. Maybe there's a touch of a letdown for West Virginia, who we were both on a few nights ago when they beat Iowa State in Morgantown. But West Virginia simply tends to fare better as a favorite than a dog. Horn's going to be plenty motivated, too, because they need to win to stay on top of the Big 12. This number seems a touch short to me. So let's go Horns minus the points going to the SEC in 2024, too. Oh, my God. Uh, I knew it was only time before we got to message board talk about Texas football. Uh, Here on February 10th of Super Bowl week. Jinx, how dare you? What? This is a huge, this is huge. Imagine, (laughs) imagine being, uh, Texas going to the SEC, Oklahoma going to the SEC. We knew this. I know, but it's official. This is not new news. It's official. Remember there was a there was a story two or three days ago, even though I didn't buy it, which was leaked by Fox. No question that, well, it might be until 2025 now. Texas and Oklahoma might have to wait an extra year. That's it. Fired up, Double D. Come on, let's break out the band, the show band in the Southwest. Let's celebrate. We had to be stuck in that garbage conference with these terrible officials. Week in and week out, we got what? BYU and Cincinnati and UCF coming to the conference. I want no part of that. Let's go to the SEC. I'm told it just means more, even though I hate that phrase. Let's go. We don't have to wait. Arch in a year. SEC football. I'm fired up right now. Yes, Jenks, I can't wait till you do like radio hits for Super Bowl week. And you just go on a tangent saying, SEC, Texas, a match made in heaven. They're like, sir, we just need the Super Bowl picks, please. And you're just like, Arch Manning, I've read it on the boards. He's been water skiing with his boys, having a great time. Oh, my God, Jenks. When it comes back to college football season, you, my friend, are going to be unbearable. All right, let's get back to this game. I will be. I do like like Texas as well uh, in this matchup between Texas and West Virginia basketball because, like I said, Texas has been a force at home this season, 13-1. and And I think you look at their against-the-spread records and you say to yourself, hmm, this isn't a team that's been, you know, very trustworthy at covering these numbers, just 7-7 and against the spread when playing at home, but also – Early in the season, we were talking about big spreads. Remember these games where it was like against TCU laying like seven and a half and like against these other teams in the Big 12, which is a good conference for basketball, 
they're just laying big numbers. So if this number is four, I like Texas here because it's a, a spread that I'm willing to lay for a team that's been very good straight up at home this season. Yeah, I think it's the right call. I'm with you there. Let's make it a squad play. <sighs> All right. I want to get yeah. to this one because we're talking about our schools. Number 22, mm. NC State at Boston College. Uh, Kim Palm has NC State by six, total of 142. We all know I went to NC State, and we all know every time I trust NC State to be good, they always break my heart because, listen, I was on NC State last game getting seven and a half against Virginia, and what do they do? They lost by like 10. So I am done picking NC State. I feel like I need to stay away from them. Yes, they're a good team. Maybe this is a good bounce-back spot against an unranked Boston College team on the road, but still for me, I think the handicap is once NC State gets any slice of hope or hype, they always mm -hmm. fall flat on their faces. So I don't love that they're ranked. Maybe once they fall back out of the rankings, I will back my Wolfpack. But as for now, no play for me. No thank you, sir. Yeah. NC State burned me because I took them against Virginia last time Same. out in Charlottesville. Yeah, we were on that play together. I did it for you, Chelsea, because I'm a caring person and I wanted your team to cover <laughs> and win us some money. Here's the thing. Sure. Last time out against Virginia Tech, Boston College was really good from long range when they pulled that upset in Blacksburg, and that's not like them. So if they regress, then maybe that points you to the Wolfpack. However, the Eagles are 10-7 and seven as a dog this season, and six points feels just a little too, too high for me. So I think I'm on the Eagles. Uh, looking at the rest of the slate for college basketball Saturday, are there mm -hmm. any of these games that especially stick out to you? I think for me it's UConn and Creighton. If it's Creighton only mm -hmm. by two, I think I'll be rolling with them because UConn has been extremely untrustworthy. Which of these games do you like the most? I honestly, I'm on Creighton as well. I'm just going to take Creighton on the money line because this line is so short. And I'm looking at maybe trusting UConn a little bit more. They've won three straight, but one of those games was struggling against Georgetown, one of the worst teams <laughs> in the country. And the Huskies are a hell of a lot better than covering the spread at home as opposed to on the road. Creighton won earlier this season, and the Blue Jays are 16-3 and three on the money line this year. So, yeah, if it's a big money line, fine. But this is, is going to be – you're not going to lay in a lot of juice here. So let's just go Blue Jays money line. I'm interested to see what this line actually is because this is what Kim Palm sets the line as. But UConn at the start of the season and UConn now are two – Totally separate teams. They have not been playing on the level that they did to start the season. So, yes, the metrics love them, but the market does not. So I'm interested to see if the odds makers put this line at a different number because of that. Jenks, do you believe in the teams that metrics love, but just the, the actual wins aren't there? Do you think the metrics can be wrong sometimes? Yes, and not to bring it back to Texas, but the Longhorns, the computers loved the Longhorns this past season. How many games do we talk about where Texas would be favorite? And you're like, why is Texas laying so many points? Why is Texas favorite here? And it's because the models love Texas, but they weren't able to catch up on the field. So sometimes the numbers are right, and sometimes they can be off. Right, so I think you need a good combo of both the computers and the humans. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.